On this week's show, we welcome Jeffrey Cole, also known in the pro wrestling world as Shooting the Indies. I just can't feel this old soul, we'll just keep shoveling. That was that was difficult. Yeah. I mean, I'm <laughs> proud of you, Brian. Hardest, you you really you, you dug deep on that one, and you you did pull that one off. I'm, I, did, I, I didn't even have to memorize it. I read the whole thing. <laughs> I was sweating all over there. It was. Oh, I thought it was so pretty good. good. Thank you. It was. It was good. It was good. Yeah. Speaking of good, how are you, Jeff? I'm. I'm not bad. Um. Tired. Tired. Well, I'm you tired. have a baby, so that that tends I have to I have an almost two year old, and I'm juggling two jobs and trying to fulfill all of my hobbies that I stupidly sign myself up for, and also try to juggle a bunch of friendships with people. It's fun. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a great conversation. We've got so much to talk about. Uh, yeah, bef- yeah. Before we get into that, though, I just want to say hello to our co-hosts, and one specifically, Ryan. It's, hey, been about, hey, it's been about a year and a half since we've seen you. <laughs> I, uh, I finally came out of hibernation. I've been uh, I've been sleeping. I got all my food together, and it's, I ran out. This is what happened. I ran out of food and booze, and went. Oh, I gotta start working again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think the last time we saw Ryan, he was going on a cruise, and then he's just resurfaced. So. It's actually yep. true. That's actually yep. it, yep. so. The cruise must have been good. You you did you obviously disappeared after the cruise and long, yeah, long I mean, recovery. <laughs> long long recovery, man. I'm still. I've got my boat legs still. So we're almost there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm really happy you're back, man. It's really good to see yeah. you. Uh, I know that you've been working your ass off uh, doing your job as manager. Um, congratulations to you for for doing so well at it and uh, for pulling through Thank the you. holiday season. Glad you're back, my friend. And uh, Aurora, speaking of working through the holiday season, how have you been? I've been good. I've been good. I really liked our episode last week. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I missed it. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's okay. It, it was my Aurora and I had all the fun. You, you, you guys didn't have to be there. <laughs> I got my shot of... like to just before that, and uh, I had shoveled that day, and it was just I felt horrible. Not, I couldn't, I couldn't. I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed with Brian. <laughs> oh, my second show I've ever missed. Only two. Where's the dedication, Brian? <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry, so Aurora, go ahead. None that I've been invited on, so <laughs> perfect record, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, it was a fun uh, episode. Uh, we got to geek out over D and D, or I got to geek out over D and D the whole time, um, especially right after having a D and D session that was almost a total party kill. Um, yeah, uh, so it was pretty, it was pretty good. Um, but yeah, I mean, this week I've just been working a lot and, uh, next week, not this coming week, but the week after I'm going on vacation so for four days, it's not very long, but, nice. uh, just like a little, a little break is going to be nice to have. A little so. decompression time. Yeah. And I've been playing some video games, so that's kind of fun too. Ooh, what are you playing? Uh, it's... I wanted a little bit of nostalgia. There was a game that uh, I played when I was a kid, Ratchet and Clank. Oh yeah. And I oh, yeah. Uh, replayed it and just like beat it the other day. So yeah, that was kind of that was kind of fun. Nice. I was nostalgia. always a Sony fan, but I never got into Ratchet and Clank. I was kind of done with the platformers by the time like I like really dove into PlayStation. Yeah. But like, respect it. Yeah, yeah. So I just got the Oculus Quest too. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. <laughs> Got all the toys. Got all the toys. I do. I do. I'm, I'm lucky in that way. 
What I say I'm leaving, I'm just going to do the show from Jeff's place at this point. So. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put the VR headset on and just. I'll, I'll meet you there. Touch, touch yeah. each other. <laughs> that, that would actually be an interesting show. Yes. <laughs> well, glad you're here also, Aurora. And Mark, how have you been, man? I've been good, actually. Went to the dentist this afternoon, got two fillings. So that was that was Ew, great. You know, lots of fun. Yak fillings? Yeah. What? Yeah, Hello? whatever. I mean, he just he drilled and he filled and away we went. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So. The best part is they were shallow enough that there was no freezing or anything, so I didn't have that whole. Oh, I felt like I was a stroke. It was that's like, the best part. I'm sorry, yeah. freeze me, freeze me. Well, no, yeah. they didn't. There was no pain. There was nothing. It, was... it doesn't matter if I hear the sound. I need yeah. to be frozen. Yeah. <laughs> so a quirky fact about me is I don't. Uh, I have a phobia of metal, like in my mouth, yeah. so I don't use metal utensils ever. And like going to the dentist is hands down the worst oh. time of my whole entire life. Like. They, they'll try to bring out as many like plastic tools that they can use as possible. But like, I need, like, I can't, I need them to freeze me, but I'm also terrified of needles um, just for them to do any work with me with like metal. It's, it's insane. I hate it. They have to reupholster oh. their whole like chair when I'm done. And wow. you, find- you know, like the, so I was going to say, do you know the origin of that or is it just something that I'm fucked, is- man? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the origin. Um, I, I don't. Like I, I've always remembered using plastic utensils. Even like talking about it bugs my teeth and makes me get all like weird. At my wedding, yeah. they laid out plastic utensils for me and everything. Like I'm, wow. I'm weird, man. You guys will figure it out. I'm weird, so, but that's okay. <laughs> they, uh, do they look at you sideways though when you tell them you're afraid of needles and you're covered in tattoos? Yeah, everyone does. Like, even when <laughs> How I like, went and got vaccinated, they're like, I'm like full blown panic attack, and they're like, you're, you got tattoos. It's completely different. It's. Yeah. It is so completely diff- different. So, I can sit there and be tattooed for hours. Yeah. It feels like someone's just scraping a toothpick over a really bad sunburn, a needle. You're like, you're getting in me. You're you're experiencing who I am, and yeah. nobody wants that. The, the biggest the biggest nobody, trick I find is don't look. Just don't look. Like I can yeah. I can watch like to, with like you. I can be tattooed for hours and just sit and watch yeah. it. I don't care. Um, but as soon as somebody brings a needle, I just can't look yeah. while they put it in. Like if yeah. you're taking blood from me, I'll look away, stick it in, and then I can watch the vial fill all day. That's cool. And, and hand me the warm vial. That's awesome. But I, I just can't watch you sticking in. And that's I, I was medically compromised back in like October. And it was my first time having to get an IV because I had to go under for surgery. My wife says it's a joke. I was barely medically compromised. But uh, it was my first time getting an IV. And it was just like... I was asking every single question I could possibly ask. I was like, wanted to see the paperwork that they were, you know, able to actually do that to me. And I was probably just laughed at, at the hospital nonstop, but like oh, the whole idea. Like, what's in that ID bag? I want to see it yeah. on the lab. I want that tested before you put it in. <laughs> what gauge is that needle? Who do you think you are? <laughs> Who do you think you are? <laughs> you, yeah. Where's your diploma? It was my first time like being put asleep um for the certain like for anything i've never even for like a dentist they've never put me asleep and i remember like there was like a male doctor and the male sleep doctor the guy that like puts you to sleep and then there was two female nurses and like i'm like you know seconds away from going under so like i'm like kind of loopy also kind of panicking and uh all dizzy and i was like so so long story short they had to do surgery on my dick um for a kidney stone 
you needed to know that part of the story for this to make sense. But basically, <laughs> as, <laughs> as I was passing out and I'm like, just kind of like blacking out, I was like, remember ladies, it's really cold in here. Oh. And they were like, oh, does, do you need a, do you need a blanket? <laughs> you need a blanket? <laughs> and I was like, no, it's really cold in here. And I'm like starting to black out. And the sleep doctor's like, Jeff, we're all medical professionals. We've seen them all before. And that is the last thing I remember. <laughs> they probably pulled off the blanket. They were like, oh, shit, it's so small. <laughs> I think that's any guy. Any guy on their just any guy on their deathbed though will be like, it's it's cold, guys. It's just cold in this uh this room. I will not cut that out of this episode. (laughs) I was swimming, the water was cold. (laughs) Shrinkage. Yeah, medically medically compromised though. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm glad you made it through. Yeah. Fully intact. Is this before or after the baby? This was literally like two months ago, three months ago. It was really bad. It was but you've already had the baby now, so you don't need to worry about you know performance ever again. So, yeah, Bree wants another one. Me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get into what we're talking about today. Uh, first of all, um, this is not what we're doing. We're not. I, we're I feel like we're just going to talk about everything. <laughs> we're going to talk about a lot of things, but people need I do to know. I don't want to get on track at all. I want to be off track at all times. We are you've totally come to the right place. We don't yeah. even know if there's a track anymore. We squirrel like everywhere. But at the same time, we have to tell people you are a photographer and you do a lot of other things than that. Um, I see you as a full creative and I've known you for a few years now. When yeah. we first started talking, you you mentioned how you're a musician as well. And you played yeah. me some of your music. And that's when I was just like, oh, this this guy's got like all these same kind of interests that I have. Uh, yeah. But then you you have like the cigars and all the other uh, the cool things and you have like Oculus and you have all these cool toys now and the I guitars. <laughs> so you're like, you, you, you're dabbling everywhere. Now we've talked to a lot of people on our show and we've definitely seen how photographers in general generally have several other art interests as yeah. well. Um, so maybe well, you can just kind of give right? us a rundown. I, I, we see things differently. There's, there's no doubt. About that. <laughs> maybe you can just give us a rundown of um, how it all started for you being a creative yeah. And just a quick progression to where you're at today. Um, it basically started like I was a musician and that was my goal was just to play music. My goal was never to be like famous, but it was just to like play as much music as much as I can and let people connect with whatever I was singing about or writing about. Um, I would say money wise, I was probably the least successful musician in the world um, for like, what my goal was, I was probably the most successful musician in the world. Um, I had people coming from different circles, all meeting with each other and, and knowing each other, becoming friends of people from like different, different worlds and everything. We'd have no right to like ever know each other. Um, all became really close friends. People were singing my songs at the, the shows and like that just, you know, shows that's not like, they're not just there to like be like, Oh, my buddy's, performing so i'm gonna go buy a ticket and drink all night like they knew the music and that was who like, my fans were they they just you know just supporting the band they didn't really yeah i would have been like completely fine with that but like like that just like meant to me that like they they it was more than just like hey let's go support jeff it was we actually like his music we're listening to it when he's not singing like we're putting the the cd into the cd player like that and then uh, hitting play and, 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 and knowing it. Right. So that's, that meant something. 
Um, then, like, you know, just get older and moved uh, on to other things. I got married. We moved out of the city. And I actually hated living anywhere near the city. So, like, that was the downfall of music was just, like, I don't want to be around people as much as possible. Um, I love people, but I just don't look like I'm done. I'm, like at that time I was like probably 30 and I was just, I was just done. Um, I still love playing music and I miss it, but I fell into like a pretty deep depression when I stopped playing music. Cause I missed that. Like, not the like, Hey man, you're so good. But it was like, Hey man, like that song you wrote, I can connect that way. And it meant something to me. Right. So through the depression impacting found... people you exactly yeah that presence, yeah. yeah so like from there um i just kind of there was one of my barbers at the barber shop that i managed had a, a camera like a like a canon um rebel with like a nifty 50 on it and i would pick it up while i was at the shop and took some photos of cigars and stuff and it felt good and then i just like dove in as i usually do like as hard as i possibly can um just researching all night every night for you know six seven hours every single night when i'd get home from work just trying to learn as much as i possibly could when i got my own camera my own lens and i started like shooting some friends and whatnot and like those people were like oh like this kind of feels like when you were doing music like because you're bringing like more people together and connecting and oh my god i didn't know i looked that good and really i had no clue what i'm doing i'm like iso k whatever click click the pick right that's all we really do um from there like i i I, if I got that like what i was missing from the music i started like feeling that again like i started feeling that hole and uh i just jumped in full speed doing as much as i can like shooting as many cigars as i possibly could um i really love the product photography and then i realized like wrestling i love wrestling people need photos let's do it let's go and then i did that Not that's absolutely awesome because what I love the most is that you're somebody who you had a passion, you had something that you were you were working towards for years of your life, and then it wasn't until you were in your thirties. But I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here that you decided yeah. to pick up photography. And I mean, coming from myself, I can't speak as a photographer unlike the rest of the uh, the host here. But I always thought that your work stood out, uh, yours, Brian's, and um, there's one other that I can't think of her name right now. But I always thought that those three always stood out to me when I started researching independent wrestling and seeing yeah. what was out there. So for you to take that on at such a like a, a later stage of your life at 30, I mean, that's impressive. That's extremely impressive. I'm 30 and yeah. less than 365. And I'm like, I'm, I have no interest in picking up anything new right now. So you got it, though. Like, <laughs> like, like I say to my wife, like, like I, I'm high functioning ADD, like whatever it is. But like, like the one thing that like, keeps me going constantly is trying to learn something new all the time and just like the like we were saying before we started like the fish tank thing like two years ago two and a half years ago i started actually started dipping again with my depression and i went to go to uh pet smart to get a um a litter box for my cat and i came home with a fish tank whole aquarium fish plants everything and that just kept snowballing and then i started getting like obsessive about it again and watching as many youtube videos as i possibly could and now i have a couple tanks where I have like all live plants in them and I don't care about the fish, but like, you know, that's, you just constantly trying to like learn new things and be as good as you possibly can at it. And you're never going to be the best. Like, like my goal, I know I'm never going to be the best at anything I ever do, but my, my goal is to be the best that I can be at it, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But I just, I just realized yesterday in my Facebook feed, um, 
I posted a photo of my wife the when I got my first ever lens that I bought. So that was four years ago yesterday. So four years ago yesterday was when I started my hmm. my photography career. And well, happy anniversary! Hey, oh, it's been four years. Ooh, wow, that's yeah, awesome. awesome. So that's, that's, like really a big, that's a big part of the wrestling side of things is like like a lot of people think I've been doing it for so long. Like I was in the wrestling industry a little bit like many, many moons ago. Um, I did some like um, promoting and managing and stuff like that. So people like knew of me. So they when I like jumped back onto the scene doing photography, everyone just assumed that I've been doing it for a while. Little did they know like I've only had a lens for I, I shot my first show in, in, uh, in a, I think it was in March and I got my first lens uh january 23rd so i'd only learned photography for like two or three months and i just jumped in as quick as i could learned as much as i possibly could fake it till you make it like don't tell anybody you don't know what you're doing until yeah. much later like then yeah. they're all like ha, ha, ha. <laughs> like i did my first studio shoot and the person was like hey i love your work do you want to do some studio stuff for me and i was like 100 percent. sign me up this is my rate and then I'm like, Brian, what do I need to do a studio shoot? And this is what you need. And this stuff showed up a night the night before the shoot. And I put everything on backwards on the hot shoot. I had no clue what I was doing. It's true. I'm yeah. Brian, like and you you coached me how to use it all. And like I think like a big part of like me with photography is like like just like I'm not super techie with this stuff, but I think I have like a pretty good eye and I know like that's the just key. the little the little things to get to where I need to be. Um, I'm really good at falling into like 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 tripping into the proper like solution, if that makes sense. Don't cut that, cut that, cut that. I know exactly <laughs> what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> this man's professional, it just works. What he it does, just, he creates gold uh, and you he's worth every penny. Don't lower your rates. <laughs> but I'm also really good at post-production. That was one thing where like I was always really good with Photoshop. Like back in my high school days, I, I spent a lot of time doing Photoshop and, and whatnot. So right when I got like the camera, yeah, out of the back of the camera, it might not look the best, but once you give me some time to sit down, like I can, I can make people look pretty, pretty good. I think like I'm, I'm doing the best I can. And obviously people are coming back to me all the time and saying I'm almost as good as Brian. So that must mean something. Come on. Get out of here. <laughs> so this is, okay. I, I want to touch on this for a quick second. Yeah. Uh, you and I kind of travel in the same circle in, in some degree. Um, I'm really restricted with where I shoot. I shoot in two places. I shoot in Barrie and I shoot in at Demand Lucha for, for Jordan. And it's for, for my own personal reasons. And you and I have had this conversation, yeah. you know, my whole hashtag, I shoot for me. Um, I, I truly believe that I do it just for my own peace of mind. Um, and I don't go out there to try and take business from other people, but you do this for a business. And we've had conversations before, uh, me assuring you that that is not my goal to take your business away yeah. from you or anybody else's business. Away I like from to them. call it food off my daughter's plate. You're, you're yes. definitely not, you're definitely not taking food off my daughter's plate. A hundred percent. That's not what you're doing. Totally. And, Never once have you taken food off of my daughter's plate. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. It is It is what it is, man. Like anywhere you go, there's going to be someone, one, who does it better than you, Brian, and two, like is doing it for different reasons. And who am I to tell you like what you're allowed to do and not do? My problem lies when there's someone that is like the drizzling shits and they're doing it for free. And, and the promoter or 
the, the, the band, whoever it is, is hiring this person goes, well, we can get it for free. So we might as well get it from that person. But that person literally is the drizzling shit. They're taking money off of like, or food off my daughter's plate. That's the way I look at it. Um, it is a very competitive world. It is. It is. It, it is. Yeah. And if, if there's somebody that's better than me, what, Brian, whether you pay, you, you do it for free or you charge the exact same as me or charge way more, that's really none of my business. You're, you got the gig, right? Like they're not going to you because you're doing it for free. You're good at what you do. And I asked to do it. <laughs> well, that's like, well, yeah, if, you, if you were like walking on my heels every, everywhere I go and you were like, okay, so Jeff's going to go there and he's going right. to charge X amount of dollars. Well, I'm going to do it for this amount just so I can take the job away from him. But it's the people that do it for free that drive me mental because like one, you're not doing anything for yourself. Like you're not really like, like the people that are drizzling shit. It's not you, Brian, you should be charging because you're really, really good, but you do it because you thoroughly enjoy it, right? There's tons of photography that I do for free because I thoroughly enjoy it. And but I would it's, rather it's just more do than that. enjoy it. But, I mean, yeah. for myself it, with day tripper, it helps me learn and it helps me teach and it's, it's yeah. rolled over into workshops and so on. And so, but at the same time, where you're coming from is absolutely valid. And you have to, you have to realize that there are these people out there and in any profession, just like you're saying in any profession yeah. that think that they want to do it, that think that they want to be uh, a player in it and will go yeah. and follow people and literally try and undercut other photographers to get that job. Yeah. Um, but I think with yourself specifically, you have achieved a certain standard of quality that people will come to you and now you can be, uh, they come to you to shoot events. Now, events aren't happening right now, yeah, which yeah. which really sucks. So first question yeah. I have for you yeah. is, eh, are you okay? Okay, well, that's actually the first question. How are you handling the lack of uh, lack of shooting? And the second question is, um, are you having people still contact you for, for events that are coming up? Yeah, I'm booked, man. Like, I'm booked to the, to, to like, I was going to say, there's, there's a lady in the chat room. I was going to say booked to the tits, and now... Cut it, 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 cut it. Brian will just not edit that out. Yeah, don't say book to the test. Don't say it. I've been listening to the Always Sunny podcast. I hate podcasts, just to be honest with you, I because I love interrupting and telling people how my opinion is correct and there's a draw. And I can't do that when I listen to a podcast. I can do it when I'm on a podcast. But the always sunny one, like they always say such inappropriate stuff, and then they go just cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it. But they never cut it. Never cut it. They just leave it all. So it's just like them sitting there going cut it, cut it, cut it. Yeah, I'm totally booked up. That's good. My that was my segue from the cut to back to where we are. No, yeah, what just happened? I just flipped it over so everybody can see some of your work. Oh, crazy. This is your website, right? Shooting the Indies? This yeah. Is, yeah, this is my website. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> outside of like shows being booked, I am like I am getting some bookings for shows, but for the most part, like I'm just I'm just getting booked for other stuff. I'm doing a lot of boudoir photography now. Um a lot of the the girl wrestlers still reach out to me because they need content constantly. So I'm just booking for that. Um still doing product photography and everything. With the whole shows, like like Brian, you know, like we don't get paid much even when we do like charge somebody right mm -hmm. so me driving to pittsburgh or me driving to cornwall or me like i love doing that i get to ride with like one of my best friends josh and like we have so many stories but like 
for what little money. And now that I have a daughter, so my daughter was born right at the beginning, like literally at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, like I haven't experienced that, like, Hey, I'm going to go away for a show and I'll be gone for, you know, 28 hours. And that's 28 hours I'm missing with my daughter. So like, that's the kind of like silver lining of everything, like with shows not happening. Um, at the same time, like, I'm shooting so much other stuff. So like I make a lot more money doing the other stuff and the wrestling, I, I it's the passion with right. a little bit of money. So like I can be a little bit more spe- uh, selective with what I do. Um, there's a couple great promotions in Ontario that I still love working with. And I probably always will um, regardless of how much money I want to charge. I just enjoy it. Right. Like I, I will just never up my rates for those people. Like, like pro wrestling Ontario, like um, Travis is a great guy. Um, I love working with him. He's just a good dude. He's that got a, a, a good, yeah, he's got a good creative mind. Um, he looks to me for advice with, you know, his own media stuff that he does for the actual show. Cause he knows that like, I have some experience in the past. Um, so I just, I just thoroughly enjoy doing that. And then I get to see a bunch of my friends as well. Um, I currently am the vice president of destiny wrestling. So I, my, my days fill up, you know, pretty quickly. It sounds like yeah. (laughs) when the destiny show gets booked and it's time to actually like, you know, book the matches and figure everything out. My, my days fill up really, really quick. A lot of meetings with George, such a good time working with George. He's smart, brilliant man. Puts a lot of, uh, um, gives me a lot of leeway, lets me kind of roll with a lot. And I learn a lot from him and it helps me with the other stuff outside of photography, you know, just yeah. like producing and, and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, you know, it sucks that shows aren't happening, but I'm still pretty busy and I love it. I love it a lot. And you also uh-huh. are super creative at finding new ways to get paid. Um, yeah. Like you've mentioned it, that you don't get a lot of pay from actually shooting an event, but you found other ways around that. You've done deals with the wrestlers themselves to yeah. sell photo packages and to to do exclusive offerings like that. Um, yeah. we're, we're not going to talk for too, too long on it, but maybe you can give us a brief understanding of how that creative twist came. And you were just basically seeing a need, you need to make more money and yeah. filling that need with this great idea. So maybe you can give us an idea of how that happened. It mostly started with like wrestlers needing promo shots and every single thing that they print is drizzling dog shits. Uh, it looks horrible on a on a merch table, and I, I don't come from a lot of money. My dad took me to wrestling shows, and when you I see these other families that are in the same situation, and they go and they buy an eight by ten, and it's printed on something mm-hmm. less than a piece of paper, it's just like it doesn't it doesn't feel good. So I'm like, how can we make this better? And a big part of it too is a lot of the stuff is either you look at any Ontario indie wrestling show, and you look at the merch table, you're gonna see all of my photos you're going to see all of brian's photos and that's all you're going to see there's nothing else out there unless they print it up from a, a fam like iphone photo or something like that and i want our work to be represented properly so the best thing i can do is print it myself and sell it to the wrestlers i don't upcharge them a lot but it gives the wrestlers a chance to have a much better product that they can stand behind and that they can maybe charge a little bit more and when that kid you know, when the dad buys the photo for the kid, that kid might hold on to it a little bit tighter because it's a nice thick card stock. It's double-sided. It's high-quality print. He can put it on his wall, and it means more than just a shitty Staples piece of paper that, you know, costs somebody 15 cents. So it, part of it was like, hey, I want to make more money, but most of it was like, 
like respect the product. Everyone should just really respect, you know, we're, we're all branded in our own way, whether it be me as shooting the Indies or Brian, the way you like, you know, brand yourself or a wrestler and his gimmick. It's all branded in its own specific way. A wrestler is a brand. And then if you respect your brand and you do the best you can to look as great as you possibly can, you know, maybe they're going to, the, the promoters are going to think like, oh, you were here, but now you're up here because of, you know, just the way you carry yourself and absolutely and, and what it is. Yeah. That, that's a big part of it. Like, you know, just well, one thing that I've noticed too with you, like, because we've worked a few times together at PWO and a couple other promotions, and mm-hmm. we were talking earlier about, you know, shitty photographers who come in and do it for free. And I think that you add not only a professional element to it, but you genuinely care about trying to elevate each product that you're working with. So 100%. I've seen you backstage at PWO and I've seen the messages that go through leading up to an event. Hey guys, Jeff's going to be there with his setup. Get in touch with him. He wants yeah. to help you out. Like, it's crazy to see the, the different level of passion that someone could have compared to. The drizzling shits of somebody who goes yeah i just want to get some photos out there and get my name out and it's all about them right so there is definitely a disconnect that people will see of this is a passionate guy that runs a professional business compared to oh that guy's just and yeah. unfortunately for you there will always be promotions that will take the, the cheaper route 100 percent. Yeah. and then one day i'll come in and make them look really good i think a big part of why i started all this though was never to make money um, mm-hmm. I just realized how many hours I was putting into it. My goal was to make Ontario indie wrestling look as po- good as it possibly could. And literally right before I got on this uh, call with you guys, someone posted a photo that I didn't take. I did, a, as you were saying, like a, a full backstage promo day. And he came up to me and he said, what's your rate? And I told him my rate. And he's like, money's a little tight. And I said, I absolutely respect that. I tried to pull him aside and tell him I'll give a discount rate. But he said, money's really tight. And I can totally respect that. I completely understand when someone says that to me, I'm going to do everything I can in my power to try to get them behind a camera. Like I said, it's not about the money. It's about making Ontario indie wrestling look as good as it can. And the per anybody, anybody, even if like, you're not a wrestler or if you're like, you know, a promoter, you got to look, everyone's got to look good. And if I take your photo, whether it takes five minutes or I spend like an hour with a person, like if that's just one photo is going to make him feel better about his day, I'm going to do it. Um, he just wasn't comfortable asking for a discount. So he, he walked in, I totally can appreciate that. But then someone else shot him and they were offering a very big discount day. And I saw the photo and I reached out to the person that shot him and said, like, I'm so pumped that like you did this. What was your setup? Just so that I can like, cause I know the guy's like trying to get into photography and he, you know, he yeah. respects what I do and he'd like, talks to me. He says, I don't want to step on your toes. So no animosity at this stage. Zero animosity. My whole goal was never like, Hey, why did you take this photo? That's my job. I, my, my total goal with messaging him was, Hey, can I give you a little bit of advice on how to make this a little bit better? So he can use that photo for more than just like a display photo or something. So he can send it to promoters, blah, blah, blah. And Mm -hmm. the guy was super appreciative. Um, I wasn't doing it to fill my ego in any way whatsoever. It literally is just like buddies helping out buddies. Brian, you would do the same thing to me. And I would try and do that to somebody else because at the end of the day, like if this guy that couldn't pay my rate paid a little bit less, I still want him to get the best photos he can get. Even if it wasn't through me, it's just about making the product look as good as it possibly could making that guy feel like a million dollars. Yeah. Elevate everybody around you. That's the whole goal. Elevate everybody. Yeah. That's why I always, I think I connected so well with you when we first started chatting was because your goal wasn't to be um, stepping on anybody. It was literally to, learn as much as you can and to do as yeah. well as you could. And I love that, man. Anybody comes yeah. to me and asks me for help or ask me a question, 
I will absolutely help any way I can. And you just kept on asking. I kept on answering. Yeah. It was awesome. So yeah. And yeah. I'm super proud of how far you've gone. You've, you've, your brand is phenomenal, top notch. I man. mean, thank you. Every event that I ever go to, everybody's showing up wearing the shooting Indies <laughs> hats and sweaters, and I love, it. It, I love it, it. It's crazy. I've been only in the wrestling industry for maybe three years now, and since I started shooting the Indies, has been one of the mainstays that I've seen on everything. So for only right, four man. years doing it, that's that's unbelievably impressive. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. yeah, it's been fun. It's been a wild ride, and like, like I've been a wrestling fan since I was a kid. So being able to just like meet some of the people that i've met and experience some of the things that i've experienced first show i shot i got to sit beside um axe and smash while they put their oh, makeup awesome. on backstage and i got to take a couple photos so right there i was just like what the hell am i doing what is yeah. that this <laughs> is cool right this is cool yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that first trip you took to the aew i mean that was a money trip for you all those photos yeah. you made from that trip that that was notoriety that's what yeah. that's the thing you go out there you you put yourself in a position to make those images and then you market them correctly and you put them in in front of people's face so and like you say the brand improves for doing it smart so well yeah. done good on you man good on you <laughs> um we're gonna get to the final questions in just a second but before i do that i want to know if aurora or mark have anything that they'd like to ask i want to talk to aurora she hasn't said anything and she's wearing an arkell shirt i just i just want to talk about the arkells really <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I like the Arkells a lot. Um, I, I went mean, to high I, school with uh, Dan Griffin, who was the original keyboard player for the band. Oh, yeah. that's pretty cool. That's really cool. When, on the first two albums, the only two albums that matter for them, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like the first two albums a lot, too. I actually have a really cool 45 they did for Record Score Day, where it's like they did two Motown songs. And they mm -hmm. just released it for RSD, and I was able to pick it up, and I'm so pumped about it. It was really, really good. Really, really That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I definitely have to check something like that out. Yeah, the Arkell specifically is uh, a nice kind of band that uh, both me and my boyfriend kind of share a love for. We've gone to a bunch of their concerts, like July Talk, Arkell's Yeah, combos. yeah, yeah. And they're um, the Canadian combo yeah yeah and uh yeah i like them a lot so nice. yeah um i'm kind of interested because i feel like that whole aspect of taking photography to a different kind of level in the business uh as like you were selling the prints as well to these uh wrestlers um you found kind of a creative solution you found a kind of creative market in in that um and i know that you have multiple different creative passions and you're always delving into all these different <laughs> yeah. uh different things have you taken a similar kind of creative outlook on you know maybe the job that you're in or uh another one of those creative outlets to kind of uh take a different spin on it because i think that kind of idea making that kind of creative thinking puts uh other creators or puts creators forward in their in their business yeah. and i just think that that's that's so cool um i would say like that felt like an interview question i was like <laughs> <laughs> sweating on that one um yeah. i don't i think like a big part of like the money making aspect was like like what just like trying to do creative spins was like it was it was always more about like how can we just elevate each other um when I was working at Henry's, though, the like the Canon M one hundred printer, I think one thousand. 
Yeah. I ran yeah. in which P100, one. P100, P1000. Or sorry, yeah, P. yeah, yeah. It went on sale and I was like, I was saying to my wife, I was like, I think I should buy this. It's on sale and I think I should buy this because I think I can sell prints. And she's just like, 100%, don't do it. You're an <laughs> idiot. Stop buying shit. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to buy it. And then I went right to work and bought it. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, you're an idiot. Make some money. I'm like, okay. So like that day, I released my all it all all in. I guess it was the all in photo of like Cody and um, all this facing off. And I just I was like, I'm not going to sell any of these. I'm going to do like a 50 print run or whatever. And like I, my wife came home and then I was like laying on the floor, like probably so high from printer ink. But like out of the 50, I sold 50 of them in like a day or two. And I'm just like, she's like, why are you printing these off? You're only supposed to print them when you sell them. I was like, I just made so much money. Um, I, got, I got to ask, I got to ask, when did the I told you so moment happen? When There's I was going on be... there, yeah. there, you never want to do an I told you so with my wife because it, you'll never be right. She, she, to this day, she's probably still like, the printer was a dumb idea, you're an idiot. Um, but like, like I was just selling it and then I got like a tweet from like all this and I was just like, Oh, Hey. And I thought he was going to like cease and desist me. And he literally was just like, how do I get one? Oh. And I was like, Oh fuck. Okay. I, I could do that. And then I got another message and he was, it was from um, the guy that was, that, that was like running NWA at the time. And he's like, Hey, I'll promote this for you. Just send me and Billy Corgan one. And I was just like, what? And he's like, yeah, here's, here's uh, Big Willie's address. And I'm like, cool, this is nuts. So like right from there, like they promoted it and it sold out like crazy. Um, but from that moment, I then realized, hey, if I can sell like a cool print like this, why can't I do this with like limited edition prints for Ontario indie wrestlers? And I started doing that with Josh. And I was printing 13 by 19 prints and we were just selling them. And then it started getting to the point where like I would go down to Pittsburgh and I had like a, I'm not famous in any way whatsoever. Like I'm not leaving slightly, but when I would go to Pittsburgh and shoot there, like I would have lineups for like, like backstage promo shots and I didn't even have my rig. And like, I would just be shooting them on a wall and these guys would be just lined up all show like students. They were just like shooting me and he's going to be here. We got to get our photos with them. And I was awesome. like, okay, like That's so good. $10 maybe. Yeah. And they would just line up. But then like fans also knew of me there. And so what I started doing with that Canon printer was I would just print off like from the show prior, like three photos on like five by seven glossies. And right at the beginning of the show, I would walk out and just hand them to fans. And like, they just started knowing that like, that was a thing I would do and they would be looking out for it. And like, that, like, again, it wasn't about the money thing. It was just like, how can I make somebody feel really, really good about themselves? Just hand them a free photo. This is, and I would, and I would start like doing Instagram shots. Like these are the photos that I'm handing out. Like first person to find me smart, say, Hey, can I get one? And it's just like, <clears throat> yeah, like that whole, like, just different. I don't know. It's yeah. Just try to like think outside of the box. Sometimes it's about money. Sometimes it's not. Um, a big part of like your question kind of was like, how did I do a creative twist with my job that I currently have? Yeah. Um, 
when I first started, when my wife got pregnant and I got the new job at the office, my boss basically was like, your goal, your, your first job is to uh, throw an event. I'm like, sure. This is, cigar events happen all the time. Um, basically what it is is a bunch of like 50 plus dudes sitting there smoking cigars and eating food and they're pretty boring. Everyone just sits with the people they know. I did not want to do that. So I came up with the concept of Cigar Slam and I threw a cigar and wrestling show and I combined my two passions, which I never thought I was going to be able to do. And a bunch of the wrestlers all signed up to work for free and I was able to like mm. still get the money at the end of it. Um, to this day, it. I'm mad I missed that show. I'm just yeah, throwing that we out didn't, there. We I, didn't advertise yeah. it. It was crazy. It was a, it was a cigar event. Mm-hmm with wrestling it was never a wrestling event with cigars so we had very little wrestling fans there it was all the cigar industry side of things and then there was a couple like there's the stogie mania guys that do like the cigar and wrestling podcast here in mississauga so they caught wind of it and they bought but like i was just like i i guys you're ontario indie fans i can't charge you what this ticket price is because it included cigars and a dinner and they were $85 tickets and we sold them out like $85 for an Ontario indie wrestling show wow. ticket. And we sold it out, but it was like, it was so much fun, man. Like there's a photo of me, hacker, um, psycho Mike, BMD and Brad Myers backstage smoking cigars. And it's one of my like all time favorite photos, like outside, like even like wrestling, everything involved just because it's like, it just combined my two worlds with like a moment. probably four of the coolest guys I've met in wrestling. But yeah, like that was a super fun night being able to just like creatively do Mix this. With new worlds. I think that's a really cool idea. Uh, take a take a thing that's normally kind of boring and uh, yeah. flip it around and add something, you know, different and interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm it. pumped. So we actually, we had, awesome. a, we had a meeting last week I'm not really allowed to say anything yet, but there might be a smushmarshmam too. <laughs> you heard it here first. It's not set in stone, but we are trying to set up another one and hopefully be able to invite more like wrestling fans to it. Just because like big part of it was like we could only sell a certain amount of tickets and we needed to make sure the cigar side of it was taken care of. So this time we're going to probably uh, do a well, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. One hundred percent. It's so uh, it's signed. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. awesome, awesome. Mark, is there anything you'd like to ask? Yeah, I was just thinking uh, when we had your work up on the screen um, of the wrestlers. Um, obviously, some of those the venues that they were in with the 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 lights up in the background. I mean, the shots are pretty epic. And obviously, you're a musician with. Yeah. Uh, with that industry in mind, have you ever thought of crossing over into uh, into music and doing uh, sort of the same thing you do with wrestling uh, for the music world, like with clubs or, or into different uh, events like that? For the last four years, absolutely not. Um, me and Brian shot a wrestling show once at the Opera House. And there was a band that opened the show, Polarity, I believe they were called who I knew from my, my music days. And when I shot that, it was one of the hardest fucking things I've ever done in my life. And um, they hit me up for the photos and I would not release them just because like, 
it hurt. It hurt too much. I missed music so much and it became way too real. And I absolutely was just like crushed by it. I was like that, like, fuck you guys. That should be me up there. That shouldn't mm. be you. That was my feeling. Um, it was way too soon. I should have never shot that. It was horrible on my, like my, my, my mind. Um, but I, I, I really miss music and I know I'll never be a musician ever again. So the only way that I can do, I've come to the realization now, like, like I figured this out that like my way, like I was never going to be a wrestler as much as I loved wrestling, but my way to help out wrestling was to do photography. So if I can do that with music now, I would love to. Um, I went to the horseshoe um, back in October and took like just a couple photos with my 35 mil and just loved it i loved it so much and i did some like lifestyle and portrait stuffs for for a musician that i know and i absolutely loved it and it was just like it was that feeling again where he's just like oh man like i'm using this for my album cover and that felt like i it felt like i'm in the music industry if that makes sense as much as i'm not it just felt like i'm i'm doing something musically mm-hmm. so I, I really, really, really want to do that. I want to move forward and start going to some shows and just taking some photos, doing a lot of like work for musicians, whether it be like musicians that are trying to release something and they can't afford it. I'll help you out. Like, let's just shoot. I've been like, so I've been stepping, I'm not stepping away from my wrestling side of things, but I've like finally started my, my business, my photography business account. It's just ggcold.photography on Instagram. Um, get my website going, but I'm shooting everything now. I'm like, wrestling's great. I'm always going to shoot wrestling as long as I can. Uh, but I just, I just want to shoot. I just want to shoot anything. So on that page, I'm doing like family portraits. I'm doing lifestyle. I'm doing product photography. I'm doing boudoir photography. I'm doing absolutely anything I can shoot at all times. So music, I definitely want to get in there. I really, really want to get in there. I really, really, really want to get in there. <laughs> I'm ready. I think I think the, the theme of this episode is growth. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like that's that's incredible, man. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just like I'm at a point where it's like I I I just want to shoot, and if I can shoot, and if I can help anybody, if I can make money doing it, let's do it. I shot some hot sauce on Saturday. That was so much fun. A friend of mine uh, started up a hot sauce company. He needed some some photos and. Uh, I got to enjoy some nice hot sauce and take photos of hot sauce. So that's cool. <laughs> Here's how much of a non-photographer I am. I hear I shot hot sauce and I'm thinking, why would you do a shot off? No, that's <laughs> no chance. <laughs> no chance. What not to do? There's a whole case of whiskey behind you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 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 not a chance. So yeah. you actually no. think when I say why shot me, I'm actually shooting people. Is that what you're yeah. trying to say to me, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just assume you're a mass murderer, Brian, at this day. Yeah. <laughs> By now. Yeah. Um, I totally understand what you mean about missing being in a band, though. Every time I see a live band, I just I just want to kick the drummer off and just play every yeah. single yeah. time. I can't help it. When I, when I played music, like in my band, I was the guitarist. Like I played rhythm and I sang vocals, but I started out as a drummer. And man, I went and did I set up lighting for a drummer because he does um, online teaching. He's like, I know nothing about lighting. You're shooting the indies. Can you come do this? And I was like, Yeah, hundred percent. So I came and set up all his video lights and I sat behind the drum kit and I was just like, daddy's home. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know that feeling. Yeah. I love that feeling. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to touch on one more real thing and then yeah. we're going to ask you our two questions. Yeah. Uh, the one you more real me thing. Like seven. 
I know, but, but there's only two that we really need to ask. Okay. <laughs> the okay. one more real thing is our 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 friend hacker. Yeah. Um, we You're gonna do this. <clears throat> I have to. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I have to. Um, we do. We we have a lot to do with mental health on this show. Yeah. Um, yeah. The reason we do what we do is for mental health. Um, there is a wrestler in our industry, a friend of ours, who had a major uh, incident, and you stepped up and offered to use your services to help raise some money to help him and his family. Yeah. Um, the question isn't so much about hacker. It's more about the power that we have as photographers or as creatives to step up and lend a hand uh, to people that really need it with just our ideas and our creativity. So I, I guess the question is, how does it make you feel to be able to step up and be able to help him by raising money and doing the things that you can with just an idea and just some creativity? Yeah, I hated it. <laughs> I me. did. I, Tell us I about hated it. it, man. It was it was rough. It, it sucked. I I so badly didn't want to do that project. Just it was too close to home. Um, yeah. Hacker's a really really good friend of mine. Um, I shot his uh, newborn photos with Charlie. Um, I've shot. I don't shoot weddings. I've shot weddings for him. Um, me and him get together every weekend, if not like every other weekend, we, he got into smoking cigars because of me. Um, he, he became one of my best friends and it's just, you know, you just don't, it's not, it wasn't a fun project. Um, I'm, I'm happy to be able to help out as much as I can, like in, in reality, like as much as I can do, I will absolutely do it for them. Even if he didn't have what happened to him, I was willing to do anything I could for him and his family. I was trying to throw him a diaper party, then the whole pandemic thing messed that up. Um, I, I like would bring diapers to their house all the time, toys, whatever I could do, um, just because I love Hacker. Um, so that project was hard. It was actually the brainchild of Ulysses, uh, Gabe, um, sorry, uh, Fuerza, Gabriel Forza. He came up with the concept of doing a calendar to try to raise money. Um, and then it, people think that I came up with the idea. It was literally all his idea. Uh, he just, you know, doesn't have the the skill base to be able to make a calendar. So right. that's where I stepped in. And I, like I always said, I would do as much as I possibly could. It was a rough couple of weeks printing that, editing that. It was on my mind constantly. Mm. It was like one of those things where like, if I wasn't doing it, would I be thinking about this as much? Absolutely not. And sometimes you need that because like you said, like mental health is, a, I suffer horribly from depression. A lot of people don't know that. I keep my shit close to my chest. Um, I'm always down to talk about it. My shit is never going to be the same as someone else's shit. But that like, that, that was hard. That was really, really hard to work on. And because of, like, I feel horrible about it too, because because of the pandemic, the whole concept was, pick up your calendar at the shows yeah. every show got canceled i have a box of calendars that i either have to send out to people or drive around to deliver them to people and again like it wasn't i, I want the project to be done with and it's just it's hanging over my head and i am so happy to be able to help out as much as possible i talked to roz every single day about hacker she sent me an awesome birthday message it was my birthday last week um hacker sent me an awesome birthday message um, I laughed and I cried when I watched it. Uh, I just, I just wanted to get better, man. I wish, I wish I didn't ever have to do that project. I, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 
That's it's a tough one too because you, you worked on it. <laughs> well, and yeah. having to work on it so close too, like that was yeah. it's yeah. it's hard. Yeah, it was it was the one thing the one positive I can take from it though is like we shot that whole calendar minus Alexia's photo um, in the span of an hour, and everybody that uh, that signed up for it showed up to the studio prompt, which you never get. Yeah, with no kidding. Wrestlers, let alone like just studio time. Every single one of them showed up. They all had this idea that they were going to come in their gimmicks. I said, let's not do gimmicks. This is going to be real. This is not going to be wrestling. We're going to, you know, not expose ourselves, but just be a little bit more vulnerable with this photo shoot. And everyone just kind of came in their clothes that they wear or, you know, a little bit more like dressy up and did some nice like fashion shots a bunch of us were smoking cigars because that's what we do like with with hacker like we go to hacker's house we watch wrestling me saber brad whoever it is easy like the steve brown would show up and we smoke cigars together that's what we did so we wanted to have that tied in a lot of people won't understand um the funny part of it is on the back i just wrote it's a blank white page and i just wrote we love you hacker and then they punched a hole to hang the, the calendar. So in this little tiny text where it says, I love you hacker, there's a hole right in the middle and you can barely read what it says. Aww. <laughs> Aww. But That's it's funny. Bad. Hacker would laugh. Awesome. Him, man. He would, he would, he would get a kick out of it. And I guarantee you anybody who paid money, myself included for the calendar, it's less about the calendar. It's more about, it was more about making sure that hacker had the things that he needed and his yeah. family had. So yeah. uh, I can speak for myself at least that that's definitely my, my way of thinking of it. So I'm, I'm glad you did it. And I'm glad yeah. that uh, you went through what you did for it because I think it was important to do. So thanks um, man. Yeah. You're welcome. 100%. 100%. Yeah, well, man, that's all that we care about. Is just exactly. Like, for him to be able to hold his daughter. That's literally fucking all I care about, man. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Two questions for question. you. Two questions. Okay. Two questions. <laughs> the first question is tools of the trade. Um, so yeah. we asked this of folks that, uh, are creative. What do you need every day that you're creating or that you're doing something that you're working uh, that just makes it all work better for you? Socks and underwear, man. You put it on. <laughs> no, like honestly, that's all it is. Just like, like work with what you have and get out there and do it. Just put on your socks, put on your underwear, put on your pants, put on your jacket, and go outside and shoot. If you're not shooting, what the fuck are you doing, right? That in 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 the photography mindset, right? Like just do. Cause there's been tons of times where like, I don't do where I'm like, Oh, I could go out and shoot today. Eh, I'm not going to, well, I just missed out on like the possible. Yeah. Like, like we're lazy all, photographer. Like, this guy I, here. I did it today. It was minus 28. And I'm like, no, not yeah. Now. Yeah. She was horrible <laughs> today, but like, yeah. it's not even just today. It's like, like any day, any, any, any job, anything you love, we all have a million reasons why we're not going to do it. And then we're just waking up tomorrow with the exact same thing as we had as yesterday. I could have easily not have gone to, so the first show I ever shot in the audience was Smash Wrestling. The only reason why I went that day, there was a horrible um, ice storm and I live uh, a little north of the city. I could not drive home. I had to stay at my parents' house. I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't like go by like drive to get like Tim's or anything but they live right on the go line. So I was able to just jump on the train and get to the show. I could have just sat there and been like, yeah, I'm not, uh, it's, it's, it's so cold and icy outside. It's not safe to go, but I just did it. And, and you just got to do it. Like just, just, just tools of the trade. It doesn't matter, man. 
you you've seen it, Brian. Man, like people shooting within like kit eighteen to fifty five. Uh, you guys are we're all photographers, so we've all seen people shoot with with nothing, <laughs> right? <laughs> but like, but like, if you just do it, you do it, and if you don't, then yeah. what do you have to show? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely. I had a customer just the other day literally tell me before you can run a marathon, you got to put on your shoes. So put on your yeah. shoes, Brian, get it done. Yeah. 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 It's, it's just create your own success, man. Don't rely on anybody else. Just fucking do it. Just, and then, and if, if you suck, at least you, you're getting better. And if it, mm-hmm. you're not getting better, at least you're making yourself happy. Yeah. And please wear underwear. Please wear underwear. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Last question. And then we will let you go. Um, the last question is what's your, Dude, I can talk, I can talk about me all night, <laughs> <laughs> but now you can. So what's your jam? What, what song, uh, can you never skip past? You love to hear every day. Uh, whenever it comes on, it just makes you feel all warm and fuzzy. Is there that one song that just makes you love it? Yeah, no. Yeah. I have to pick one. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, a lot of people will say a band or a couple, here. but yeah, it's it just in general. Okay, I'm just gonna go with the first one that comes to my mind is probably "God Only Knows" by the Beach Boys. Okay, didn't see that one coming. Didn't see yeah. that one coming. <laughs> yeah, my okay, my musical cool. taste is like <laughs> everywhere. Like it's 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 bad, but like like I love hip hop. Um, like I got. Like I don't know if you guys are into like Canadian well Canadian music. If you're into Canadian music, I got like a Wolf Parade uh, LP here. If you guys aren't familiar with Wolf Parade, phenomenal band from Montreal. But then like right beside it is a Jack White album, and then Beatles. Oh yeah, a little bit of everything. Totally. A little bit of everything. I got like oh yeah, like this is what I was listening to the other day. Like the Monkees, right? Like nice. <laughs> I, I can listen to everything. I'm huge into hip hop and, and, and folk music, 100%. Like, I'm obsessed with folk music. But, like, the Beach Boys, Pet Sounds, I think I've got, it's literally first in the line, actually, is like, be, oh, okay. Well, this is how, this is how much I love this album. The first two albums on my shelf are Pet Sounds. And pet sounds. <laughs> um, I think it's probably musically the most like brilliant made album, and God only knows, like, is hands down a masterpiece. I tried really hard to make it our wedding song, and I got vetoed. Hard vetoed. It was oh. the second song they played at our wedding. That's okay. That's all right. I tried really hard That's to have Celine. That's a win. That's a win. <laughs> yeah, I tried really hard to have Celine Dion not played at my wedding, and yeah. she was still played. So I, yeah. I lost. That's a loss. We That's we were loss. told yeah. to like I made like a full set list for what was supposed to be played during the the like reception, like the dinner time. And the the DJ comes in and he starts playing Michael Bublé, and I call him over and he's like, "Hi, I'm, like, Hi, I'm Jeffrey, the groom." He's like, "Oh, nice to meet you. Congratulations." I was like, "Yeah, did you uh, get my playlist?" And he was like, "Yeah, I did." I was like. Michael Bublé wasn't on it, bud. <laughs> Get back to your station. We're not doing that. That's not awesome. Yeah. yeah, I like. Right on. If I, if I had to pick like one song that I would never skip through, and God only knows is 100 percent it. Um, if I had to pick a hip hop song, like if I'm just gonna go on the other side of things, hip hop would probably be like 
uh, I would go with like Wu Tang. Cash rules everything around me. Probably, okay. yeah. That's one that I like. Would never skip. I'd probably. I mean Wu Tang in general, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I was doing my fish tanks today, I listened to like three and a half hours of like live Wu Tang concerts. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I got to yeah. dig into that a little more, and that's why Don't we ask it, these man. questions because we yeah, have to yeah. get new music all the time. We need new music. Yeah. Don't worry, Brian. We'll make sure you know that Wu Tang ain't nothing to fuck with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wu Tang's awesome. for the children. All right, well, Jeffrey, man, thank you so much for being here tonight. Thanks for having me. Guys. Really appreciate you taking the time to be here, and I know uh, you've got things to do. Mark, Aurora, Ryan, anything else you'd like to say before we say goodbye? Yes, sure. I, I saluted. So, <laughs> um, I I just want to say uh, thanks for coming on, uh, Jeffrey, and I uh, wanted to ask. Where can everybody follow you? Oh, yeah. So, like, if you want to see my wrestling stuff, Instagram is just shooting the indies. If you want to follow me that and see non-wrestling stuff, Instagram, ggcole.photography. Um, pretty simple. And, uh, yeah, you can find me there. That's, awesome. That's it. Or, or in Caledon. You can find me in Caledon as well. <laughs> in Caledon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, for us, just like, please follow us um, at Expressions of Podcasts on basically everything and uh, give us a like, share. Yeah. Or don't, you know, it's up to or you. No, do. Please, please share. This far into the show, just, just click the like button. Yeah, yeah if you haven't well. liked it by this time, you are <laughs> never like yeah. it again. Not <laughs> like anything. Either that or you're <laughs> off to the laundry or something. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for Mark. having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Right. Hey, this is awesome. Hey, this is a blast. All right. Well, that's it for us. Um, we enjoyed the show tonight. Thank you so much. And for all of you who haven't uh, watched our other episodes, make sure you go back and check some of them out. This is our season two. We've done all 35 episodes in season one that you can go back to. Uh, pretty much everybody, every, ty- every type of artist that we've talked to from Fortune Fire Champions to, I mean, it's it's been awesome. What What's going on? I just looked at Jeffrey's face. He's like, "Wait, this is see how did these guys get renewed for second season?" I'm as shocked as you are. Clearly, I want to know how there was 35 people that was asking. Thank you. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. I will tell you why. Because Ryan is not a photographer, and we've been trying to limit the photographers that we've had on. So that but I'm not, not a dating. I specifically well, is- said no. I they yeah. they came to me. And they went. What about you? I went no. No, I don't know. Yeah, I'm All right, well, that's that it. Guy. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Thanks again for watching, and we'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh, the worst. I do have a beta aquarium set up. Yeah. There's no fish. Nice. In. I, it's still aging. I think we might have just became best friends. Everyone Maybe, else. Yeah. Is, oh. <laughs> yeah, you guys. I'm just, just going uh, to. Guitars, scotch, and fish. He's back. So anyways, that's how you put the caramel in the caramel bar.